Section 19 of London Labour and the London Poor, Volume 2, by Henry Mayhew. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Of the Buyers of Kitchen Stuff, Grease and Dripping. This body of traders cannot be classed as street buyers, so that only a brief account is here necessary. The buyers are not now chance people, itinerant on any round, as at one period they were to a great extent, but they are the proprietors of the rag and bottle and marine store shops, or those they employ. In this business there has been a considerable change, until of late years women, often wearing suspiciously large cloaks and carrying baskets, ventured into perhaps every area in London, and asked for the cook at every house where they thought a cook might be kept, and this often at early morning. If the well-cloaked woman was known, business could be transacted without delay. If she were a stranger, she recommended herself by offering very liberal terms for kitchen stuff. The cooks or kitchen-maids, or servant-of-all-works, perquisites, were then generally disposed of to these collectors, some of whom were charwomen in the house they resorted to for the purchase of the kitchen stuff. They were often satisfied to purchase the dripping and so on by the lump, estimating the weight and the value by the eye. In this traffic was frequently mixed up a good deal of pilfering, directly or indirectly. Silver spoons were thus disposed of. Candles, purposely broken and crushed, were often part of the grease. In the dripping, butter occasionally added to the weight. In the stock, note the remains of meat boiled down for the making of soup, end note, were sometimes portions of excellent meat fresh from the joints which had been carved at table. And among the broken bread might be frequently seen small loaves unbroken. There is no doubt that this mode of traffic by itinerant charwomen and so on is still carried on, but to a much smaller extent than formerly. The cook's perquisites are in many cases sold under the inspection of the mistress, according to agreement, or taken to the shop by the cook, or some fellow-servant, or else sent for by the shopkeeper. This is done to check the confidential, direct, and immediate trade intercourse between merely two individuals, the buyer and seller, by making the transaction more open and regular. I did not hear of any persons who merely purchase the kitchen stuff as street buyers and sell it at once to the tallow melter or the soap boiler. It appears all to find its way to the shops I have described, even when bought by charwomen. While the shopkeepers send for it or receive it in the way I have stated, so that there is but little of street traffic in the matter. One of these shopkeepers told me that in this trading, as far as his own opinion went, there was as much trickery as ever, and that many gentlefolk quietly made up their minds to submit to it, while others, he said, kept the house in hot water by resisting it. I found, however, the general opinion to be that when servants could only dispose of these things to known people, the responsibility of the buyer as well as the seller was increased, and acted as a preventative check. The price for kitchen stuff is a penny and a penny halfpenny the pound. For dripping, used by the poor as a substitute for butter, threepence halfpenny to fivepence. Of the street buyers of hair and rabbit skins. These buyers are for the most part 
poor, old or infirm people, and I am informed that the majority have been in some street business, and often as buyers, all their lives. Besides having derived this information from well-informed persons, I may point out that this is but a reasonable view of the case. If a mechanic, a labourer, or a gentleman's servant resorts to the streets for his bread, or because he is of a vagrant turn, he does not become a buyer, but a seller. Street selling is the easier process. It is easy for a man to ascertain that oysters, for example, are sold wholesale at Billingsgate, and if he buys a bushel, as in the present summer, for five shillings, it is not difficult to find out how many he can afford for a penny a lot. But the street buyer must not only know what to give, for hareskins, for instance, but what he can depend upon getting from the hat manufacturers or hat furriers, and upon having a regular market. Thus, a double street trade knowledge is necessary, and a novice will not care to meddle with any form of open-air traffic but the simplest. Neither is street buying, old clothes excepted, generally cared for by adults who have health and strength. In the course of a former inquiry, I received an account of hair-skin buying from a woman upwards of fifty who had been in the trade, she told me, from childhood, as was her mother before her. The husband, who was lame and older than his wife, had been all his life a field-catcher of birds and a street-seller of hearthstones. They had been married thirty-one years, and resided in a garret of a house, in a street off Drury Lane, a small room with a close smell about it. The room was not unfurnished. It was, in fact, crowded. There were bird-cages, with and without birds, over what was once a bed. For the bed, just prior to my visit, had been sold to pay the rent, and a month's rent was again in arrear. And there were bird-cages on the wall by the door, and bird-cages over the mantel-shelf. There was furniture, too, and crockery, and a vile oil-painting of still life. But an eye used to the furniture in the rooms of the poor could at once perceive that there was not one article which could be sold to a broker or marine-store dealer, or pledged at a pawn-shop. I was told the man and woman both drank hard. The woman said, "'I've sold hair-skins all my life, sir,' and was born in London. But when hareskins isn't in, I sells flowers. I goes about now, in November, for my skins every day, wet or dry, and all day long, that is, till it's dark. Today I've not laid out a penny, but then it's been such a day for rain. I reckon that if I get hold of eighteen hair and rabbit skins in a day, that is my greatest day's work. I gives tuppence for good hairs, what's not riddled much, and sells them all for tuppence halfpenny. I sells what I pick up by the twelve or the twenty, if I can afford to keep them by me till that number's gathered, to a Jew. I don't know what is done with them. I can't tell you just what use they're for. Something about hats. Note, the Jew was no doubt a hat furrier, or supplying a hat furrier. End note. Jews gives us better prices than Christians, and buys readier, so I find. Last week I sold all I bought for three shillings sixpence. I take some weeks as much as eight shillings for what I pick up, and if I could get that every week I should think myself a lady. The profit left me a clear half-crown. There's no difference in any particular year, only that things get worse. The game laws, as far as I knows, hasn't made no difference in my trade. 
Indeed, I can't say I knows anything about game laws at all, or hears anything concerning em. I goes along the squares and streets. I buys most at gentlemen's houses. We never calls at hotels. The servants and the women that chars and washes and jobs manages it there. Hirschkins is in. Leastways, I collects them, from September to the end of March, when hares, they says, goes mad. I can't say what I makes one week with another. Perhaps two shillings sixpence may be cleared every week. These buyers go regular rounds, carrying the skins in their hands, and crying, Any hare skins? Cook! Hare skins! It is for the most part a winter trade, but some collect the skins all the year round, as the hares are now vended the year through, but by far the most are gathered in the winter. Grouse may not be killed excepting from the 12th, and black game from the 20th of August to the 10th of December, partridges from the 1st of September to the 1st of February, while the pheasant suffers a shorter season of slaughter from the 1st of October to the 1st of February. But there is no time restriction as to the killing of hares or of rabbits, though custom causes a cessation for a few months. A lame man, apparently between fifty and sixty, with a knowing look, gave me the following account. When I saw him he was carrying a few tins, chiefly small dripping pans, under his arm, which he offered for sale as he went his round collecting hare and rabbit skins, of which he carried but one. He had been in the streets all his life, as his mother, he never knew any father, was a rag-gatherer, and at the same time a street-seller of the old brimstone matches and papers of pins. My informant assisted his mother to make and then to sell the matches. On her last illness she was received into St. Giles' workhouse, her son supporting himself out of it. She had been dead many years. He could not read, and had never been in a church or chapel in his life. He had been married, he said, for about a dozen years, and had a very good wife, who was also a street trader until her death. But we didn't go to church or anywhere to be married, he told me, in reply to my question, for we really couldn't afford to pay the parson, and so we took one another's words. If it's so good to go to church for being married, it oughtn't to cost a poor man nothing. He shouldn't be charged for being good. I doesn't do any business in town, but has my regular rounds. This is my Kentish and Camden Town day. I buys most from the servants at the bettermost houses, and I'd rather buy of them than the missuses, for some missuses sells their own skins, and they often want a deal for em. Why, just after, last Christmas, a young lady in that there house, note pointing to it, end note, after ordering me round to the back door, came to me with two hare skins. They certainly was fine skins, very fine. I said I'd give fourpence halfpenny. "'Come now, my good man,' says she, and the man mimicked her voice. "'Let me have no nonsense. I can't be deceived any longer, either by you or my servants, so give me eightpence and go about your business.' Well, I went about my business, and a woman called to buy them, and offered fourpence for the two, and the lady was so wild, the servant told me after, howsoever she only got fourpence at last. She's a regular screw, but a fine-dressed one.' I don't know that there's been any change in my business since hares was sold in the shops. If there's more skins to sell, there's more poor people to buy. I never tasted hares' flesh in my life, though I've gathered so many of their skins. I've smelt it when they've been roasting them where I've called, 
but don't think I could eat any. I live on bread and butter and tea, or milk sometimes in hot weather, and get a bite of fried fish or anything when I'm out, and a drop of beer and a smoke when I get home, if I can afford it. I don't smoke in my own place. I use a beer shop. I pay one shilling sixpence a week for a small room. I want little but a bed in it, and have my own. I owe three weeks' rent now, but I do best both with tins and hareskins in the cold weather. Monday's my best day. Oh, as to rabbit skins, I do wary little in them. Them as sells them gets the skins. Still, there is a few to be picked up, such as them as has been sent as presents from the country. Good rabbit skins is about the same price as hares, or perhaps a halfpenny lower, take them all through. I generally clears sixpence a dozen on my hare and rabbit skins, and sometimes eightpence. Yes, I should say that for about eight months I gathers four dozen every week, often five dozen. I suppose I make five shillings or six shillings a week all the year, with one thing or other, and a lame man can't do wonders. I never begged in my life, but I've twice had help from the parish, and that only when I was very bad. Note ill. Oh, I suppose I shall end in the great house. There are, as closely as I can ascertain, at least fifty persons buying skins in the street, and calculating that each collects fifty skins weekly for thirty-two weeks of the year, we find eighty thousand to be the total. This is a reasonable computation, for there are upwards of a hundred and two thousand hares consigned yearly to Newgate and Leadenhall markets, while the rabbits sold yearly in London amount to about one million. But, as I have shown, very few of their skins are disposed of to street buyers. End of section 19